Hi guys, uh, hello and welcome. I'm uh, really excited now to introduce to you my very first podcast, Shelf Impact. Now, uh, this episode I wanted to serve solely as an introduction to present to you who I am and the purpose behind the podcast. Uh, so rather than having me just talking to you, I brought in my good friend Lisa Hastings, who's a fellow branding and packaging designer, to interview me. We'll cover things like why I'm doing the podcast, my background, my sort of creative process, how I think when I'm working, uh, and then of course where you can find me. Um, so without further ado, let the interview begin. Hi, hello, welcome Mark to your very own podcast. Hello. Um, first of all, we're going to ask you, why are you podcasting? What is this all about? Um, and what are we going to expect to see from it? Okay. Tune in. Thank you. Um, right. The main purpose for the, the podcast is really um, to serve as a bit of a platform to voice some branding and packaging design related opinions, um, serve as a point of interest for anyone working within the design industry um, with a lean towards packaging, and also maybe of interest to anyone looking to work or move into the packaging design. Um, I'm looking to include interviews with people in and around the industry, offer up my knowledge and opinions on areas that I feel are in need of a discussion, um, from talking about recent brand developments uh, in various different categories in the retail market, um, all the way through to the difference in visual language when working across different international markets. What about yourself, Lise? I know you've got lots of experience in that. Um, so, and once I've got some traction with the podcast, I'll open up the subject matter up for discussion over to anyone who, who's listening and ask what they would like to discuss, or would like me to sort of discuss within the podcast. That's it, really. Cool. Okay, Mark, so you've told us um, that you're going to talk about packaging design. We should probably know if it's all about packaging design and where you've come from um, and what your role is and what you're bringing to us. Ah, okay. Well, the podcast will be... Um, focus primarily on packaging, but um, I have an overall interest in design anyway, and uh, the way in which design works, and the way in which design agencies function. Um, so a lot of the podcasts will be related around those sorts of subjects anyway. But very briefly, a bit of a background to me. Um, like all of us, I had a bit of a, a strong interest in art when we were at school, um, and a sort of a strong passion for drawing I think effectively and you wonder well what job do you want to go into and you sort of toy with the idea of being in, going into architecture or what else can you do um, but alongside that I also had a, um, a strong interest uh, and let's say probably one of my strongest subjects was my sports so two very different areas and you're either good at one or the other but I happen to be sort of enjoy both so um, I focused very much on my uh, sports at school but always had a keen interest in design um, played rugby for a large amount of my uh, younger years. Explains the uh, war paint. Yeah, that's it. Work I have that. and yes, and the, the harker <laughs> I tend to do before school every day or before, before work. Um, but um, having finished school at the age of eighteen, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. So I was um, I was actually playing rugby in New Zealand at the time and um, got my A level results whilst I was out there. And my father forced me to come back and go to university, choose a course through clearing, and get to university. So. That's what I did, and I chose um, design management, which is at uh, De Montfort in Leicester. Three years, thoroughly enjoyed it. The whole course was a modular course, learning different aspects of design, um, focusing on managing a design business through to 
generating logos, working on branding, um, photography, so a, a broad range of subjects. Uh, and at the back end of that, the three years, I decided, oh, I'll go join the, the Royal Marines. Why not? Um, and at the same time, I also got offered uh, a job at Bass Brewers, which is a big brewery in Bergen-on-Trent, as a junior designer. Uh, and I toyed with the idea of, do I want to go to the Marines? Do I want to go for design? Um, and I chose design, uh, thinking, well, the reason I was going to be in the Marines was sports related. I wanted to be able to travel, um, keep myself fit. Um, then I also thought I can do this in design, but whilst doing design at the same time. So I cut my teeth in the design industry at Bass Brewers, uh, four of us in the studio. It was a relatively small team and that grew to over the seven or eight years I was there to a, a large in-house sort of setup. Um, learned lots whilst I was there, grew up the ladder, and from there um, I moved, I took a, a year or so out and travelled in Australia um, and ended up basing myself in Sydney, freelancing as a packaging designer for various different sort of agencies over there, learning about um, life outside of an in-house studio. That was quite interesting, quite an eye-opener. Um, then after Sydney, I moved back to the UK uh, and then was freelancing in London and across the Midlands, again, for a few years, just learning how packaging works, uh, <laughs> how the differences are between, obviously, what was happening in Australia and what was happening in the UK. Um, then, having how completed... How did you find freelancing, then, after being full-time as a in-house? How did you find the diversity? Very different, very different. The idea, when freelancing in an in-house setup, you're very much... Um, set up an incorporate environment, you're told what to do, um, everything seems to be guidelined. So the, the brands I was working on within the, the Bass at the time with Carling, Grolsch, so these are sort of national and international brands, but they were had very strict guidelines. So there was only a certain amount of creativity you could add into the mix because you were handed pretty much this toolkit. Um, so you you'd have to challenge whether you're actually designing or whether you're being told how to design. Nonetheless, um, you're learning about the design process, understanding how these brands are created and how they're developed, um, and what you can and what you can't do to the, within the brand guidelines, if you like. Which I think is quite interesting in its own right, because uh, too many people, too many designers go out there expecting to be able to carte blanche on every project, which the reality is it doesn't happen. You are always um, limited by um, what the brand has done in uh, previous um, years, or let's say even months. So, yeah, it's it was it was very different coming from the, the in-house world to the freelance world um, and the open design agency uh, environment. But one of the good things about freelancing is experiencing different people and different agencies, and again, different brands. That's the most important thing. Any anyone working in the freelance world will understand that. The it's the diversity of the projects you're given, um, which is the, I guess, the appeal to being a freelancer. Um, when you're working in in-house environments, you are limited to set brands, set projects. As a freelancer, the world you oyster, you can move from agency to agency working on different projects, which is exceedingly good fun, I'd say. Obviously very good. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did enjoy it. but So moving on from freelancing, um, I managed to... Uh, start working in Nottingham for uh, an agency at the time which is called Pure Equator, now called Equator, um, and they were still growing but they had one client 
uh, one major client and some a few boutique clients at the time. So it's a, a little, felt a little bit like a, an in-house environment at the time. Um, obviously, working only working on one uh, with one retailer. So um, feeling a little bit like I wanted to spread my wings, I set up my own business um, called Blue Nectar at the time, and and that was to focus very much on drinks branding, uh, branding and packaging. Um, partly because of my background within the sort of brewing industry and all the brands I'd worked on there. Um, and I worked with Blue Nectar for about three years, um, working on some really cool projects with lots of microbreweries, um, a few spirits companies. Um, then I went back and worked with Equator, um, worked in their Chicago office for a while, um, and then worked in their Sydney office for um, a year or so. Uh, and then returned, crikey, for I had about 18 months in Sydney or so, returned back to the UK and I now work on Blue Nectar, very much so, and I also work as a sort of consultant to Equator, working primarily with their UK off, um, office, but do a lot of the US projects at the same time too. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about where you came from, where you've been, um, and where you're at now. So how about you tell us what your own creative process is? Someone walks in with a brief and says, here's my brief. Where do you go? Do you run away and hide for five days and then actually start to deconstruct it? Or do you brief it straight into a team? Or um, are you more business side now and you put the tools away? How do you approach it? Oh, crikey. That's a, it's a hard question to answer that one. It will depend on the brief. Initially, I think like all creatives, you'll have a bit of an off-the-chest um, session with yourself and well, how can I make this? How's this going to look? What What are we thinking here? What's the end result going to look like? But you almost have to pull yourself back a little bit. Okay, strategically, the first thing I'll do is dissect the brief. Make sure I've got all my questions answered. Do I have all the information here? Um, for example, do I have an idea of the print processes that are going to be used? Do I have a thorough understanding of where it's going to sit within the market? Um, and I've got to obviously know from the consumer who the um, competitors are and if they don't know these questions I'll go ahead and source them myself and do a bit of research on my own um, on my own sort of a, a bit of a hunt to find out right who is who is the, uh, the competitors in this sector um, who would this product be up against um, what are they doing well what aren't they doing so well how can we improve on it and what are the key messages that I need to apply uh, within the packaging so once I've defined the brief uh, and got it nailed down, you'll, you'll find some clients are able to provide you with a spot-on brief and all those questions have been asked, um, or answered, sorry. Others, they just need a little bit of um, hand-holding through that process. Once you've defined that, then you can start to uh, pull together your research, which can vary. Uh, Time-wise, this can be anything from a day to a couple of weeks, depending on the size of the project and the complexity of the project. Um, but that will involve, as I said, putting together um, imagery and maybe even uh, data, consumer data, um, buying habits, consumer habits uh, for that particular product. Um, then once you have the information, I will then pull together a design team, um, whoever that may be, um, which would be a selection of creators, um, to brief them and make sure that they're fully aware of all the questions. And often they will come up with some questions that I already haven't asked. So throughout this whole process, I'm talking with, with the client. So they have input into the process as well. And they're not sort of just expecting us to take a brief, run away and come back with their concepts. 
once the team's been briefed, um, invariably like most projects, you tend to try and uh, suggest that you will come up with three concepts, um, first of which will be uh, close to the brief, um, pretty much what the um, client will be expecting almost. So you know you've ticked up that box, so you've got the safe um, option in place. The second one is putting it a little bit further away, so injecting a little bit more thought maybe, a little bit more creativity, something which is a little bit different from the norm and maybe doing a better job of what some of the competitors are doing. And then a third concept, which can sometimes roll out to be four or five concepts, where you're offering a completely different solution, a solution which is perhaps unexpected, but still answers the brief and still answers the questions. Um, we as designers obviously always want that third, fourth, fifth choice to be chosen because that's obviously the, the great one that looks different and we don't want to look like anything else uh, within the market. Um, invariably, once you've presented those concepts and ideas to, um, to the client, it will often come back and they'll, they'll want a mixture of a concept one, concept two and concept three. But again, depending on your conviction within the designs and how you how strong you feel about a particular design, how you well present it, can often determine which um, concept is chosen. Again, it will depend on the client. Some clients like to go away, think about it, and they show their teams and uh, will come back with a, um, a mixture of feedback. Others will, will choose it in the meeting. Say, I love concept two, let's roll with it. When can we have it? So um, every client is different and every project is invariably different, but that's really the process. Defining the brief, um, Briefing obviously the, the uh, designers, getting the sort of first concepts through, then putting the feedback from the client once they've seen the concepts, taking it on to the next stage of development, and then refining it to the final concepts to present. And as someone who has his own business and who runs his own business, which side of the table normally you have like a suit and a creative? True. Teaming together, do you see you have to wear all those hats? For me, if, as a business owner of within the design industry, I think you do. You have to have an understanding of both camps. You have to be able to understand, number one, what the creators need in order to do their job, and number two, you have to understand the numbers to be able to sort of write, is this a viable project for us to take on? Is it going to, for want of a better phrase, pay the bills? Um, some projects are, and I hate to use this phrase, lost leaders, where you are taking a project and it's not um, particularly lucrative in the respect it's not going to pay a huge amount for the business but they are so beautiful and projects you just love working on and, and you're passionate about although those are lovely to have we can't survive on those so um it's they're few and far between shall we say but no I, I think you have to have a foot in both camps i think if you're going into a, sort of a client meeting you need to understand what the client what the designer needs sorry and what you need as the um the business owner Okay, so Mark, now we know a bit about you, where you're from, what you're doing and what we're going to achieve and that it's not all going to be about packaging design, <laughs> design in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, some more tips and tricks to follow, I'm sure. Mm. Where can we find you? Okay. Um, not first, personally. Yes, <laughs> well, that's right. Oh, I think most people so You do a bit of a Google search, you might be able to find me. No, I'm only teasing. Um, BlueNectarDesign.co.uk is the, well, the website. I'm an avid user of, of Pinterest and I think many of us designers are. Um, but I, if you're looking for a, a, a way in which, or trying to find out how does Mark think, you look at my Pinterest boards, there's all sorts there. A lot of research that I, I tend to sort of jump in there. So Pinterest forward slash Mark Gray. 
that's grey with an E. And a couple of others which you might want to look at. Um, Behance, so behance.net forward slash Mark Gray, and then Instagram, which is Blue Nectar Design. There you go. Excellent. We'll see you there soon. <laughs> <laughs>